Welcome to our weekly tech review where we explore the latest trends, news and updates from the world of technology. This podcast is the perfect source for staying up to date with what is important to know right now. And with me today, I have Henrike from Free Tech Academy. I have Vincent from Update and myself. Hi, I am Tarek from Ideas Engineering. You can watch all episodes on YouTube or listen to us on all major podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts while you work out, drive or maybe even travel through space. And now let's jump into the news because a lot of things have happened even though, to be honest, this week I had some problems finding some interesting news because the news were so dominated by Apple and their news from the WWDC and we were talking about this very intensively in the last episode. But let's see what else happened in the world of technology. And we did not talk about who is going to start first, but let's say Henrike <laughs> because last time Vincent started. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Yes. Uh, coincidentally. Uh, okay. So, Henrike, uh, which one? <laughs> yeah, it? the one that is not about the WWDC. Oh, yeah, right. So, the TechCrunch <laughs> article. The one with Alvin's <laughs> face, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there are two in there. I also. Right. But anyway, and anyway. Interestingly, I had exactly the same article no. uh, <laughs> about Spotify because, as I said, it was quite hard to find really, really, really high-end news right now because everything is dominated by, by Apple and this exactly. is the one article where I said, okay, this is interesting, <laughs> we have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but then, I mean, see, we can do it together just like in our last live recording where we also <laughs> already had the same. This is our thing now, Tarek. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Spotify announced another round of layoffs, as you can see here, um, and it's affecting the podcast division and that's also the main reason I was like, Talking about big tech companies uh, announcing layoffs is, uh, sadly enough, not the big news uh, these days. But uh, since it's about podcasting and this is what we do here, um, it's worth uh, talking about it. Um, it's part of a corporate reorganization and they say it will result in 2% reduction of the overall global workforce, which means approximately 200 jobs um, will, you know, yeah, go away. Um, what they announced in that regard as well is that they will merge the two podcast studios that they just, I think, 2019 bought in 2019, Parcast and Gimlet Studios, um, the ones who um, produce the Spotify originals now. Um, and they, I mean, they do this to cut costs and um, after like heavy spending in the podcast um, section. Um, but they will also start not just having those Spotify originals only entirely on Spotify, but will start also making them available on other platforms to get bigger reach and also get some money uh, from that. Um, they currently, that I also found interesting, it's in the article, currently have 100 million podcast listeners across 5 million shows, which I thought is uh, is a crazy number. Um, still having strong growth in that, but I mean, probably this is also precautions to uh, make sure this will remains like that. Um, what else was in there? Um, I think I already said that. Um, 
no, basically those were the main points that I pointed out, like getting rid of the exclusivity of Spotify originals for Spotify, reducing um, the uh, the workforce there and merging their podcast studios into one. Yeah. And I think the big question, um, or at least for me, what the big question was, uh, what does this mean? Can we interpret something like the uh, course change in their orientation? Because back in the days, uh, Spotify was was investing heavily in taking or, or like building up this new section of podcast as a business. Before that, uh, we always had podcasting as some kind of democratic thing where you provide uh, like your content via RSS in a very, very neutral way. And you had to uh, take care on uh, finding sponsors and monetization by yourself, but you were kind of independent and uh, everyone was able to access this. And uh, by taking over this exclusivity and uh, introducing like these injected uh, advertisements and basically doing for podcasts what uh, YouTube is doing for videos, um, it was like a very interesting direction. And if we see now uh, Spotify kind of getting rid of, of this, this concept, does this mean that it was not a profitable way of uh, using podcasts or is something else happening behind the scenes? Yeah, and I mean, probably also the, I mean, the number of podcasts, they grew like, enormously i mean if they have like five million shows or whatever and not all originals but in general yeah. um, i think it's also mentioned in the article that they in the past already canceled 11 not that many uh, original podcasts and laid off some some stuff already in the past probably to focus on the successful ones and mm -hmm. uh yeah focus on like spreading them over um and, and getting a bigger reach with them yeah yeah yeah, and as a uh, producer of a very successful podcast, um, it is, of course, always interesting to see two, how... Two podcasts. Two, three. Three, three. <laughs> I also have the other one. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 um, it's really a hard market um, to, be, to be on right now. And uh, it's always the, the question if in, in which direction this market is moving. And uh, that, that's why I'm observing news like this very carefully um, to see if something like a major shift is happening. But I think like the market of podcast listeners uh, is kind of stable because the target audience is exactly people driving a car or exercising and having these podcasts on the side. And so I think that this is not going anywhere. It's, it's more like... The business model uh, that is shifting or moving like in a different way of monetization and as podcast as spotify was uh, using like these injected uh, advertising structures it might be that um, there's maybe another innovation um, on, on the horizon where spotify is slowly moving towards by restructuring then the departments or maybe we are we are interpreting wildly into a completely different direction and they simply wanted to save some money <laughs> and uh, thought about some ways of getting rid of like a percentage of their employees yeah i mean just as you said i also don't think i mean that that podcast will go away it will stay successful but it's also the sheer amount of options you have that it's right. not i mean i have now like my set of favorite podcasts that i do enjoy listening to while in the car or doing sports or whatever that's the main use case exactly um but like 
there's not so much room in my life. I do not have simply the time to listen to more than that. So you, I like every user is, you know, like uh, probably really specific um, on which ones to listen to and doesn't care about like five new releases every week or whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I still need this button for and now this. And now this. That's the yeah, well, I'm up with my article now. Uh, so yeah. Let me. See, I don't know. I, the screen doesn't change. I, I, I didn't know. Sorry. Um, uh, the social back. media today article, please. The second from the top. There we are. Yes, sir. It is about Barcelona. What is Barcelona, Enrique? Do you know it? Yeah, you can read the article. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me tell you about Barcelona because Barcelona we spoke about a few times, but we did not know the new name. Barcelona oh. is uh, something called F95 or something, P95 or something. In the past, it is Meta's Twitter app. And it is ready for launch, apparently. It is. If you scroll down in the article, you will see that the renderings are very... First of all, they're very Instagram similar. Number one. Number two, um, it, it looks very done uh, because this is not a mock-up. This is from the app. So now um, the question, there are a few questions. Let's start from the top. Number one, Meta calls this thing. So nobody's talking about it. Nobody knows anything uh, in a... Um, it's also linked in the article, so if, if anyone, any one of the of the viewers would like to check it out, do so. Um, there is a um, screen recording of a conversation that was public between Mark Zuckerberg and Instagram head Adam Mosseri, and it was Mark Zuckerberg uh, sending a, a memo on Instagram, and uh, yeah, a memo on Instagram saying, "Hey, Mark, is there anything you would like to talk about uh, regarding um, any specific secret projects you have to share?" And Adam answered no. Uh, and that shows how secret this project is, even though everybody knows that there's something in the making. And uh, it looks like that actually this was quite easy to do for Instagram to whip up an Instagram-like app with an Instagram credentials login that will just be based on text. It is called a decentralized social media app. So now the question is, what does it mean? Is the code written in blockchain? Is it potentially maybe something that is not syncing, that maybe it stays on your device? That doesn't make sense because obviously it goes online. Um, does it mean that it doesn't sync with your other meta services? So in the end, it is not a meta, all meta one subscription. That could be so maybe it also means, and that I think is the most likely one. Remember when Meta changed the blue check mark to not Instagram and Facebook verified, but to Meta verified? So what if verification on that platform is different to other verifications? So you get a blue check mark on Instagram, the Twitter ad on Barcelona, but you don't get a blue check mark on Facebook. I don't know if that makes sense, but this is my two cents about it. Um, and the app is heavily focusing on the conversation part of text uh, that on of a tweet. Let's call it a tweet. Who knows what Barcelona will call it? Um, so this is the idea, and you can see that on the right. And I think actually, to me personally, it feels very much like scrolling through a Reddit-like common conversation. Um, this is to me that is what it feels like right now. Um, Sources internally say the app is done. We're waiting on, like, of course, they haven't run tests yet. So it will not be launched 
today, but it is not unlikely that Meta actually is waiting until Elon Musk changes something on Twitter again that will make a lot of people cry. And then they will launch Barcelona. But it looks like the app is done. And I actually, for one, are very excited about it. I think it's really cool. I think is uh, it's a nice twist in that story. And I have to say, from all I hear about it, from also what I see, I mean, it will be in the Instagram universe with Meta backup. Actually, this could be really, really great, I think. And that's why I am really hyped about it. can only... Uh, suggest to anyone to check it out. It, 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 I think it will be really cool. I'm very interested in seeing the user um, adoption because, um, yeah, Twitter was for a very long time the big player, the one big player on the market. And I had always had the feeling nobody was actually um, trying to challenge Twitter on, on this uh, pedestal that they were on. Um, and now that Twitter somehow, for some reason, uh, is uh, driven down into the ground, uh, suddenly there are like real competitors popping up. Um, there's also Spill. I have like a, the better of uh, Spill on my phone. And I think Spill was created like uh, from former Twitter employees uh, who said, let's build like a new Twitter, but better. <laughs> and it's actually working. And I'm curious also to see um, how this is going to perform on the market uh, once it is launched. And now seeing this uh, system, I personally, I'm not really a big fan of this microblogging Twitter style. Um, I, I personally don't like it, but it is super popular, especially by, <laughs> let's say, also like uh, former US presidents um, who had like almost their whole communication infrastructure based on Twitter for some reason. Yeah, and people loved it. Yeah, so it's, it's not only what I like it, but uh, the market obviously like it. And now that Twitter is kind of gone or like in a very disadvantageous position, the market is open for new players, maybe even bringing in a little twist into this new concept. M Meta concept. is just a really interesting position right now because mm. Meta uh, knows that a lot of celebrities actually are really not really, or a lot of people active on Twitter are not happy about losing their verification. Yeah. Um, But what Meta does best, is specifically with Instagram, is manage relationship to creators. Um, that's what they're good at. And uh, the higher and the more important someone is, the closer, obviously, Instagram and Meta is managing that relationship. So when Meta actually, this is also something that's mentioned in the article, actually, um, when Meta actually can bring people to the platform, journalists, uh, politicians, uh, creators, just like you and me, and make them or bring them into engaging with that platform and posting updates there, then Meta understands that it is very likely that this platform is going to be a success because they know exactly have the blueprint of what not to do uh, because they see what's not working at Twitter. So Meta is in a great position right now if they can get the right now maybe not really happy crowd off Instagram. <laughs> And another thing, uh, in the past years, we always heard uh, Mark Zuckerberg talking about the shift from Facebook to Meta or like the focus on the metaverse. And it's kind of a sad story because I, as an VR enthusiast, uh, was always very keen on watching what the metaverse is going to be like. But in the past year, let's say it like that, there was not really a lot of good news in regards of the progress of this great metaverse that we are all waiting for. 
and now also with the launch of uh, Apple's new um, VR or spatial computing device um, and the the missing success of the metaverse, it might also be that Meta keeps shifting their focus and want to have like some additional things on their roadmap that might be a huge success if Meta or the metaverse does not lift off in the in the next years. And now there this. we go. Yes, I wanted to talk more about uh, former U.S. presidents. No, but specifically uh, about something that is happening at YouTube right now. Because uh, we know that YouTube is one of the platforms um, that had to deal with this problem of misinformation or what people tend to say as uh, fake news. And especially during the previous U.S. election um, in 2020, there was this big thing about fake news where big platforms as Facebook and Twitter and also YouTube had to fight the so-called fake news. People were talking about stuff and uh, t telling stories that were simply untrue. And so um, almost all of these platforms started banning certain people and starting to have more... Um, I don't want to say censorship, but control over the things that are posted. They are checked, fact-checked, and even forbidden. And certain posts were removed or flagged as attention. There's something in there that you need to check before you believe it. And uh, even though YouTube was one of the last platforms uh, jumping onto this and moderating their content, um, they also did it and started fighting this misinformation campaigns. And in the past five years or four years, um, it was kind of quiet at this front. Um, and now um, I, I wrote this, uh, I, I read this article from TechCrunch where they said uh, that YouTube starts rolling back their rules against election misinformation. And in detail, um, YouTube says they still have these rules against misinformation, um, but they are dealing with it in a, in a different way and focusing on things that are like, yeah, really bad. For example, uh, in terms of trying to confuse people about the date of an election so that they do not go and vote, for example. This is still forbidden and they are still uh, fighting this. But like things uh, that, that are open for interpretation, let's say it like this, uh, in terms of um, mindset and philosophy, I think they are they are becoming more relaxed yeah? and this is it might be okay if this is not like a burning problem right now but if i think about that next year there will be the next u.s presidential election and if we take a look at the lineup of candidates uh we at, at least i expect that special um things like misinformation campaigns as we observed in the last u.s election uh, will come back and so i am very curious to learn about uh, what exactly the strategy of YouTube is to start this removal of uh, of rules um, exactly now that the, the presidential campaigns are, are uh, starting. Yeah? And if you could think maybe they want people to use their service more again because uh, people like Donald Trump, for example, who started their own truth network, they, they moved out of the Twitterverse, right? <laughs> Let's name it Twitterverse. Uh, and so I, I, I could imagine that um, these platforms are fearing that um, the politicians do not use these major platforms anymore if they know that everything that they are saying there is strictly monitored and fact-checked. 
Yeah. And so maybe YouTube is inviting them back <laughs> to, uh, to still profit from all the traffic. Yeah, but this is, of course, only my interpretation. But yeah. then they're also inviting them back to spread misinformation again more easily. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. But the time, the, 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 the time that, uh, that happens uh, between the spread of misinformation, the fight of misinformation, and then the re-implementation of these rules might be a very profitable, profitable time. And so that's why I'm saying it's like, a, like an interpretation of what is happening. I do not know if this is actually true or if I'm spreading misinformation right now. <laughs> YouTube, feel free to comment. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's on YouTube, that podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> what what I ask myself is um, what 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 kind of traffic source is this benefiting? I think when you're on the platform, you're either on that platform to watch those videos or not, right? And then you kind of have those those suggested videos where you potentially get traffic from. What I think, however, is that actually um, maybe this is specifically directed at um, search engine traffic. Mm -hmm that they saw a big drop in i could i can see how all of those definitely more misinformation tends to have a certain type of of way to be communicated and usually that is through titles tags captions that are very much something you would potentially call clickbaity uh, and also Misinformation often is reducing facts um, and making them easy to understand, which is usually tends usually to be very effective in terms of working with the logic of a search engine. So what I would think is that potentially YouTube sees how search engine traffic is decreasing due to a lack of videos that may engage with a certain audience better. Yeah. And specifically, of course, with these kind of uh, wing, I don't know, outside rim kind of audiences. Yeah. So this is how I would how what I would understand. So I'd like to know from YouTube if you're listening right now. <laughs> uh, the whole company uh, on the all hands every week. I hope. Right. Of um, course. Uh, well, yeah. Did your search engine optimization uh, did, uh, traffic drop? Yeah. And how come? Because you're a Google company. How the hell is this possible? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's always like one of these uh, major things that we think. Uh, happen by um, by design that in these information bubbles where people are trapped on platforms like YouTube, where the recommendation engine um, only suggests topics that are similar to the stuff that you are actually watching, um, that they intentionally remove certain bubbles by uh, forbidding misinformation campaigns, right? Because people enjoy sitting in their bubble and listen to more and more and more content that is fitting to their belief system. And by removing these bubbles, they remove probably a, a big chunk of users and they are losing literally revenue. Yeah, And uh, so it might also be like a thing where they say, okay, let's, let's uh, re-invite the system for the next campaign uh, we can still remove it later if we see it's it's going to be 
a problem. Uh, but now that the campaigns are restarting again, maybe they want to profit from their content bubbles again. Yeah. Because it's it's always, um, we are very close to the uh, journalist, the world of journalism and uh, media creation. And so we always balance between um, we have to provide clean journalistic information and content and objective journalism. But at the same time, it's it's a product. Um, we, we have to pay our bills and we have to make money, right? And so if we take a look at how YouTube is earning their money by keeping their people, their, their users on the platform, um, this is not always clean. <laughs> and so I totally understand if, 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 if a product manager says, uh, okay, let's, let's change this course if it is okay. It seems to be okay. And right now we are not in a crisis. Yeah. Even though this might be from a journalistic point of view, a uh, kind of evil. <laughs> all right yeah let's see and uh, one one more note um even though um it's it's weird to say this in 2020 i started watching uh u.s news on a regular basis because it was kind of a comedy show and uh, i'm not trying to get political right now um but this whole uh campaign around donald trump and uh, the whole let's say uh, start of his presidency was crazy i i never saw something like that and so i was watching uh cnn like every day and and all the american news networks because there was so much happening every single day and since uh, donald trump is not president anymore um oh, i said 2020 like before that 2016 was like the the big uh the, the start of the trump campaign now that he is going to be uh running for president again i expect there will again be like a crazy show in, in the US media and so I'm probably going to start watching American news uh, television again because uh, it, it's really really amusing <laughs> to see and hopefully use the truth doing. network it hopefully might be truth. an interesting um, yeah I, I still have the app on my phone I'm still not in there I never I never really started using it but it might be a really really entertaining uh, entertaining way of staying up to date what is happening um, in the presidential campaign camp uh, so maybe uh, this this time finally i make it true <laughs> and use this as a source for uh, entertaining news on tech review maybe we make it like a new podcast about this <laughs> all right that's it for today uh let's go back to our apple vision pro headsets that are lying on our desks right now and we can uh enjoy <laughs> the afternoon the new episode of silo together <laughs> exactly yes this is one of the features that is really really intriguing yeah i know it. that's the first thing i thought <laughs> all right so have take a, care everyone have a beautiful evening and see you next time in the tech review bye bye, -bye. Bye.